0: Welcome in, welcome in week 11 edition of the cash process. I am your host, Ben Hasler. We are here to recap week 10, preview the week 11 NFL DFS slate. Hope you guys had a good week 10. Uh, It was pretty good uh, for me overall. I had another cash game winner on DraftKings, so the subscribers easily hit cash games uh, with my cash game core this past weekend. I thought it was the optimal team going into the slate. Um, it wasn't quite as big of a train as I expected it to be. Uh, we ended up, I was like, well, in the upper part of my double ups and stuff at the $50 and higher level. So, um, I think some people made some mistakes last week. Uh, anyone that didn't play Trent Irwin, I know he got like, I know he didn't do anything other than catching a 30 yard touchdown. Uh, but he was on the field a ton, um, had another end zone target that he dropped. Like anytime you get a three K wide receiver like that, uh, that you know is going to be on the field a ton in an offense quarterbacked by Joe Burrow, like I think you take that every single time. So I, I think anyone that didn't play Trent Irwin in cash games that was a mistake. Um, I think anyone that didn't play Amon Ross St. Brown that was a mistake. Uh, you guys know if if you watched the video last week. Um, two guys I talked about a ton, Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson. I didn't end up playing TJ Hawkinson in cash games, but he absolutely smashed. And, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I talked about him, I know for sure. And, uh, he had a great game against the Chargers and could have had an even bigger game. I feel like he scored a touchdown and then he had another time where he was down at the two and they ran it in. Like he could have had a really, really monster game. And, uh, you could just tell, like, obviously it was a homecoming game for him going back to LA and like. You could just tell from the jump, like he was fired up and ready to go. So overall, great week for me in cash games. Uh, tournaments, not so much. Only cashed one tournament team. Um, it was one of the teams I gave out, uh, one of the cores I gave out to subscribers. That was a Joe Burrow double stack with uh, a Houston bring back. And then we had actually two Houston bringbacks. So it was a Joe Burrow double with Devin Singletary and Dalton Schultz. Uh, and then I also had Najee Harris, who I talked about on last week's video. So. Spent down at running back in both spots. uh, And then got the Burrow double. uh, And then I actually had Amon Ra in that uh, lineup as well for some late exposure. So overall, uh, not a bad week. I won't complain. Moving on to this week. uh, This looks like a weird slate to me. It's 11 games. Again, a smaller slate. Um, This looks like a weirder slate. We'll see. Um, And also, I want to get it out of the way. First and foremost, if you're watching the video, like the video. It, It helps us out. Comment. Let me know how you did last week. Uh, Let me know some thoughts on this week. Uh, For next week, obviously, we have the Thanksgiving slate. So for next week, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an earlier week video talking about the Thanksgiving Day slate. I'm going to try – that will be out Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to do a video for the Thanksgiving Day slate. And then probably, if I had to guess, Friday night – like late Friday night. So for Saturday, I'll have out a video kind of just doing what I do normally talking about the main slate on Sunday. So plan for that for next week, early week, the video is going to be going over the three game Thanksgiving day slate. And then Friday night, Saturday morning, I'll have another YouTube video out obviously because it's coming out late in the week. It won't do well view wise, but I will have a video out going over the main slate as well. There's also one random game on Friday too, which is why, Uh, The Sunday slate next week, I haven't looked. I'm assuming it's going to be pretty small considering there's three games on Thursday and then a game on Friday. So it's probably going to be another like 10-game slate. But wanted to get that out of the way let you guys know what the plan is there. Let's dive into the week 11 slate here starting off at quarterback. Uh, We have Josh Allen at the top here. Uh, What is up with the Bills? I mean, are we going to have this conversation here? Uh, The Bills fired Ken Dorsey after their loss to Denver which isn't surprising because when you when you come out and it's a must win game at home must win game at home Monday night football against the Denver Broncos and you don't win there has to be a scapegoat somebody has to pay for that loss it's obviously not going to be Josh Allen it's obviously not going to be Sean McDermott so there has to be a scapegoat and it happened to be Ken Dorsey now i will say a lot of i saw a lot of people come out saying you know, that they thought that was a good move. I, I don't know if it's a good move or not. We'll see the rest of the season. The Buffalo bills offense ranked top three in EPA per play. They ranked uh top three in success rate Their Their offense wasn't bad. Um, now they weren't necessarily putting up points in that night against the Denver Broncos. Uh, but Josh Allen was victimized by a lot of, a lot of guys. If you guys watch that game, a lot of guys had drops uh, in that game. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what's going to happen here with Joe Brady taking over for the Buffalo Bills offense. I think we could see. Um, one thing I did note recently is they, they haven't been running Josh Allen much at all. So maybe that's something that we look to change here with this change of offense. So 8,200 Josh Allen, maybe he's going to be running a little bit more. Um, I'm probably not going to be playing him in cash games, tournaments. You know, if you want to bet on the fact that you know they got a new offense in there, and maybe they're just going to unleash Josh Allen running the football. I think for tournaments, you definitely can look at Josh Allen this week, but I probably won't be spending all the way up to him in cash. Uh, same goes for Tua and Herbert; those guys are fine tournament plays, but for cash games, there's a few names I have on my list here. So starting off with that will be Dak Prescott against the Carolina Panthers. Dak has been absolutely cooking. Um, I've been a, I've been a. If you guys watch videos of mine in the past and And follow me on Twitter and stuff. You know, I've I've always been a big fan of Dak. I think Dak's underrated. I think he gets too much hate um, for for the way the people in the media treat him and stuff, which is going to happen when you play for the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, Dak's been absolutely cooking. 32, 31, and 41 DraftKings points in his last three games. Um, They've unleashed him passing. They're they're letting him run uh, as well more often. And... Now he gets a matchup. Uh, it is on the road. Dallas has been really, really good at home the past two years, but it is on the road. But Carolina, uh, really good spot for the Cowboys again this week. So Dak is definitely in consideration for me. CJ Stroud, uh, out duel Jill Burrow uh, in Cincy. CJ Stroud has been cooking as well. Uh, some really, really solid games here. At home, good matchup against Arizona. You can definitely talk me into CJ Stroud at 7K. But I will say, I th- I think just... First take, obviously, this is my first look at the slate, but uh, I do think my first take is I prefer Dak uh, to Stroud if I'm picking one for cash. Um, we'll talk about it at running back, but there's a Dallas Cowboys running back that's going to be very popular this week, and if you play Dak with him, you can just soak up all of the Cowboys points in a game where we can expect them probably to put up 30-plus points again. So, uh, slightly lean Dak over Stroud, but both are in my cash pool. Uh, we did get the news Justin Fields will be starting for the Chicago Bears this week, won't be playing him in cash. You can consider him in tournaments. Jared Goff, uh, always fine at home. But uh, I think we're dropping down here to this 5K tier. And um, two guys, I, I guess Kyler Murray at 6,100, you can consider. But the guy that that sticks out and the guy that I think is going to be really popular this week is Brock Purdy at 5,800. Uh, Brock Purdy looked fully healthy in that game last week, coming off a of bye week um he had his all of his weapons back Trent Williams is back which is huge Trent Williams being back is huge for that 49ers team and Brock Purdy in his career has been very very good at home and you can even see that just looking at his game log this season at home against the Giants 23 dk at home against Arizona 21 dk at home against Dallas 26 dk on the road against Pittsburgh 17 on the road against the Rams 14 on the road against the Browns 8 on the road against the Vikings 14 At home versus Cincinnati, 24. Very, very good home field quarterback, Brock Purdy. Love that the Niners' weapons are back healthy. 5,800, he's going to be chalky. Uh, I think Brock Purdy's completely fine in cash games, and I'll probably, by the time we get to the weekend, I'll be debating Brock Purdy versus Dak, depending on what my build looks like. I do think you can look at Kyler, though. He looked good, healthy, uh, in that game was running more than I thought. But uh, it's Purdy or Dak for me in cash games. Maybe people want to play Trevor Lawrence at six K, but I'll take Brock Purdy for 200 less. Trevor Lawrence has not been good this year. Um, you know, I I'm not, I'm never going to say that I'm right about everything. Obviously I'm wrong. Just like everybody else. Uh, I do like to think I'm right more than I'm wrong. And uh, one of the things I've been right about, I, I really didn't want any. Uh, I didn't want any Trevor Lawrence or Calvin Ridley in my season long teams. And, and that has, that looked like it was going to be bad week one. But uh, since then, uh, it has worked out. I mean, look at, look at Trevor Lawrence fantasy points, man. I mean, Brock Purdy is comfortably outscoring him. The guy's got 20 DraftKings points one time all season. So uh even a pass funnel spot, I will pass and take Purdy. Moving on to running back. Uh Also, I will note though, we got this news that Deshaun Watson's out. So Dorian Thompson Robinson's going to start and I'm assuming he, okay, he's not 4K, he's 4,500. Um... Yeah, so we we saw him start one game against Baltimore, and he put up four DraftKings points, which is really bad. But I will say that start was against the Ravens, who the Steelers have a good defense, right? The Ravens have a good defense as well. But so if you guys don't know, obviously I know this more because uh, I'm Northeast Ohio. But Dorian Thompson Robinson took zero reps with the team, like with the starters, zero reps in practice that week, and did not find out he was starting that football game until. 11.30 a.m., which is an hour and a half before the game. So, you know, I, you could take this four-point game with a grain of salt. He can run a little bit, four for 24 in that game. Uh, Not saying I'm going to play him in cash, but uh Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 4,500, I guess maybe we could consider that. All right, moving on to running back. Uh, McCaffrey and Eckler at the top again, both are good plays. Um... You know, I don't think, you know, you need to lock in any of these guys, but uh, McCaffrey and Eckler are fine. I'm probably going to be going down here a little bit again. Uh, Josh Jacobs sticks out at 6,800. It's not a good matchup on the road in Miami, but uh, the Raiders have been rejuvenated under uh, Pierce at coach since they fired Josh McDaniels. And um, Pierce has said multiple times, like, you know, we go, our offense goes as Josh Jacobs goes, and he has one of the best volume based roles in football. Um, look at the last two games, 26 and 27 attempts. Uh, we know he can catch passes if they're trailing. So Josh Jacobs at 6,800 does stick out to me uh, a little bit there. Tony Pollard, who I mentioned is going to be mega chalk this week. Um, I've been pretty like adamant about fading him the last few weeks. Um, I'm probably going to play him here. You know, he, he's having these bad games, but again, last week he was down inside the five, two times. Like if he scores two touchdowns. On those, instead of going down at the three-yard line or whatever, like we're having a totally different conversation. So, uh, Against a terrible run defense in a game where Dallas is going to have a huge team total, Tony Pollard, 6,600, fine in cash games. You do not have to play him at chalk in tournaments, but this feels like I've been off in the last two weeks. This feels like a week where I'm going to get back on uh, the Tony Pollard train. Uh, Aaron Jones kind of sticks out a little bit here at 6,200 against the Chargers. Um, He's had some pretty good volume over the last two games. So Aaron Jones at 62. uh, And we saw some life from Jordan Love in that Packers offense. Um, They didn't win the game, but uh, saw some life against the Steelers. So Aaron Jones at 62 looks pretty good to me. Uh, Rashad White was chalky last week and went crazy again on, um, you know, he only had 17 points and, you know, a lot of that came on a a long touchdown catch. But uh, another guy that's had a pretty good volume-based role and he's 6K. Brian Robinson, um, not really the guy I like to play in cash games on DraftKings FanDuel. Maybe you could look at him. Uh, But that's about it, to be honest with you. The Steelers, guys, I don't want to mess with. It's too much of a timeshare right now. I think for tournaments, they're good plays, but uh, too much of a timeshare between those guys for me to consider in cash games. Devin Singletary sticks out to me at 5,300, assuming uh, Damian Pierce is out again. If he's out... We can look at Singletary at 5,300, coming off that 26. He'll be huge chalk against Arizona. If Pierce is in, then you know we don't have to worry about it. But I did want to note that uh, we'll get that news later on in the week. But uh, for me, for the most part, I think I'm plugging in a quarter uh, one of those quarterbacks I talked about. Uh, I'm going to put in Tony Pollard, and then like I'm going to put in Singletary if um, Pierce is out, or I'll put in like Aaron Jones or uh, Josh Jacobs. Someone like that in that tier. Uh, Jerome Ford maybe is interesting. He looked really good last week. So I've been a Jerome Ford fader, which you guys know. He looked elusive last week, finally. Uh, 17 for 107. Assuming, you know, with this switch to DTR, maybe the Browns incorporate a more run-heavy approach. So maybe you can consider him. But uh, that's probably my running back pool as of now. Moving on to receiver. Uh, Tyree Kill, CeeDee Lamb, Steph Diggs, Keenan Allen, Amon Ross St. Brown. Cooper Cup, all over $8,000. Tough to fade Tyreek here. You know, he's had really, really... Another guy's had big games at home. Look at this guy's games at home. Denver, 33. The Giants, 35. Carolina, 31. New England, 28. All at home. Like, monster games at home for Tyreek Hill. Um, Really, really good play this week. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's a good play as well, but uh, probably won't go three Cowboys in cash. Dak and Pollard is something I might do. I don't know if I'd go all three. Uh Steph Diggs, I guess we have like squeaky wheel narrative here after uh Trevon Diggs was was talking all sorts of smack about Josh Allen on Instagram after that Denver loss. Uh, maybe they maybe Joe Brady comes out and, and tries to get Steph Diggs cooking. But uh, I'm on say Brown again is a great play at home where Jared Gossman better. You know, I'm not scared of Chicago's defense whatsoever. And uh, I'm on St. Brown's just a beast, man. $8,800, you are getting some savings off those top guys. So definitely can consider him. I, I probably will want one of these spend-ups, whether it's St. Brown or uh, Tyreek. I'll probably want one of those guys in my builds. Moving down to the mid-tier. Um, all these, like, 7K guys are fine for tournaments, but I, w- I won't be considering them in cash. Uh, Garrett Wilson sticks out to me at $6,400. buffalo has been beatable uh, in the secondary recently. Zach Wilson's fed him. Look at that target total, 12, 13, 13, 14. Love to see that. Um, now, the, the catchability of the balls is not always going to be very good, but uh, he is getting fed volume-wise, and I do think that uh, he can win in this matchup. So Garrett Wilson, at 6,400 uh, I think is interesting. Uh, Hopkins, I would really liked Hopkins in tournaments. By the time we got to the weekend last week, it didn't work out. I think you can go right back to him. Good matchup. Uh, Will Levis, you know, I'm assuming can have a better game than he had last week. Eight targets, only three catches. Uh, I'm fine going back to Hopkins at 61. I, him and Wilson is a conversation for me, and then you have Christian Kirk there too. Uh, Christian Kirk's just a beast. Um, all all three of those guys in the six gates here are in play for me. Tank Dell, if no Nico Collins again, is a is a really good play. You guys know I'm a big Tank Dell fan. Um, even if Nico's in, I think you can look at Tank Dell, but um, we'll know more on that situation as we head throughout the week. Uh, Marquise Brown will probably be chalking and he's chalk every single week. Once again, was missed on a long touchdown Uh, does feel like a big game is coming for him at some point, but not the easiest of matchups against Houston. Their defense has been sneaky good this year. So Um, I'll probably, I'll probably fade Marquise Brown at 5,300, but we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, Christian Watson again. um, Like I said, we saw some life from Jordan love in this Packers offense against a a good defense in the Steelers last week. Now they're facing basically the worst pass defense in the NFL this season. Jared Goff just cooked them on the road. And while Christian Watson didn't get it going last week, Jordan Love did, which I think is a big factor. You definitely can beat this Chargers team on deep balls, which obviously we know is uh, Christian Watson's you know, specialty. So at 4,600, you know, this could be a week to get back in on Christian Watson at 4,600. Jackson Smith in the Jigba at 4,300 looks good. Uh for cash games. No, don't know if the upside's there, if all the receivers are healthy. But um for cash games, like I feel pretty good you can maybe get 10 points out of him. And that's about it. I, I don't really love any of these cheaper guys. Um Mingo would be the guy for me if you really wanted to take a take a shot on, on someone. But uh yeah, I, I think that uh this tier here, like maybe you could get a Christian Watson. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try and save at running back so I can can get up to this tier for, uh, for receivers this week. Moving on to tight end. Um, no expensive tight ends this week. George Kittle, 6,400. He's the most expensive option. You can play him in tournaments. Won't be going there in cash. Same for Sam Laporta. Great tournament play. Probably won't go there in cash. And the same will be said for Dalton Schultz. So for cash games, uh, Trey McBride is going to be tough to fade again. I know he's 4,400 this week which feels like you're playing, you're paying ceiling price for him, but you might not be paying ceiling price for him. Uh, this might be, <laughs> he might be more expensive th- than this in, in three weeks. You know, Kyler um, Murray historically has not been someone that threw to his tight ends a lot. And he came out and just fed Trey McBride last week, eight catches on nine targets for 131 yards. Um, Trey McBride again at 4,400 fantastic play probably will be in, in my cash games. If you don't want to play Trey McBride, uh, still fine. Uh, actually, not fine with David Njoku. I don't know. I would have been fine with David Njoku, but now that we have this quarterback switch, probably avoiding that. Uh, Luke Musgrave is interesting to me. Chica Conquo, if um, Traylon Burks is out again, uh, you could consider him at 3200 Uh That might be it. I, I don't really like any of these, these cheaper guys here. Michael Mayer, maybe at 2700, finally scored a touchdown last week. But uh, yeah, let's uh, if you stuck around this long, I'll go through defense and then I will uh, do a little mock cash game build for you guys. If you made it this far through the video, please drop a like on YouTube. We appreciate it uh, at DST. Uh, I mean, we're going to save here. Everyone played Cowboys last week and uh prime example of why you don't play the most expensive defense at chalk. If you play a defense that's over 4K at chalk, they have to score a touchdown to win. And if they don't score a touchdown, it's not going to be a good play. Um, And it's hard to predict defenses scoring touchdowns. So, you know, Cowboys, I'm sure will be popular again because Bryce Young has not been good. But at 4,100 on the road, I I probably won't be be getting there. Um, Houston against Arizona at 3K sticks out. The uh, Packers at home are fine. You know the Jets are fine. Josh, Josh Allen throws a pick every week. Like the Jets at twenty six hundred are completely fine. Um, yeah, I'll probably be picking one of those cheaper teams. So all right, let's do a let's do a cash build here. Early look. Uh, let's put Brock Purdy in. We will put Tony Pollard in. Um, let's. What's the news on Damian Pierce here? He practiced not at all last week. Let's just, for the sake of this video, pretend that he's out. So we'll put Devin Singletary in. Then at receiver, um, we'll put in... I don't know. Let's put, uh, obviously... Well, let's go to tight end. We'll put McBride in here. Let's put cheap defense in. Uh, We'll just put, like... I don't know. Let's put the Jets in. All right. So for this build, I have Brock Purdy, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Trey McBride, Jets defense it gives me 6300 per position for three receivers and a flex. Um let's say we put we'll put a cheap receiver in here like a just Christian Watson for the sake of this video. And then we could easily get I mean we could easily fit Tyreek in this if we want. That gives us 57 per position like pr- pretty easy. Um you know you could fit in like a wh- whoever like one of these sub cheaper guys and then you could get like Christian Kirk or someone. So um, that's probably how I'll be building my teams for the most part right here. We'll see when we get that later news throughout the week. Be sure to check out my article. Anyone that read my article last week should have had a good week. I talked about the Cowboys stack in that article, and then I foolishly pivoted off it in my own builds. But hopefully you guys made some money. If you watched the streams last week or read my article, good luck in week 11. Like I said, two videos next week. Early week, early week will be for the Thanksgiving slate. Late week will be for the main slate. Good luck in week 11, and I'll see you guys in week 12.